Hey everybody, welcome back to Knock It Off, our weekly podcast on all things real life and real time, adulting and motherhood. Brought to you by two unqualified and quirky moms with the hope that we help you feel less alone in your plights. This is Bethany Bell, sister number two, mother of three. The other sister behind this thing is Kara Wood. And this is episode number 25. Today's episode is brought to you in between a whole bunch of soccer. That's right. Both of us have a child in Labor Day soccer tournaments spread across this great state of Florida. At least it feels like it's across the whole state with the driving we've done. But the games are fun and there's always something to pick up on. Like the energized bunny parent who's explaining in great detail his latest plantar fasciitis injury. Or the toddler who somehow managed to nudge her head into the small space of your sideline neighbor's folding chair. Not my kid. Wasn't my kid. Anyway, we're going to move on to this week's piece, which was inspired in part uh, by a conversation with my child uh, on that lovely, joyous commute on the way into school in the morning. Creativity. That's not a thing. A lesson on not having to give a reason. It's 7.55 a.m. on a Monday morning following a typical but quite intense weekend of activities with the spawn, friends, and family, ranging from multiple soccer games in the Florida heat to new friend play dates to floating down a spring water river to celebrate a cousin's birthday and to top it all off an extended family dinner. A great weekend it was, but it sure left us with the Monday morning scaries. You guys know the drill. Waking children up at 7 a.m. to start the school week after the above may happily be substituted for a splinter removal or perhaps our first go at a colonoscopy. There's a crucial time period that we must be out of the home. If we miss it by a few minutes, I cannot drop the oldest child off at the preschool start program the one we pay for, and the one that saves us approximately an hour of our time every day in avoiding drop-off and pickup lines. Missing the cutoff time is completely unacceptable. The Enneagram wanted me falls into a fit of anger even thinking about potentially missing this drop-off. After a minor shoe catastrophe, the oldest has stepped in dog poo the night prior and his shoe, which slept outside overnight, still smelled like it, we miraculously made it out the door. The two oldest fought their way to school, where I happily bid farewell to my oldest. As I returned to the car, my middle child, angry that he had to return to school that day, made the intentional decision to turn on his birth mother. What do you even have to do today? Pause. Let's reflect on why I felt compelled I needed to answer this accusatory question from a five-year-old. A lot of things, kiddo. Since this would be one of my coveted days off from my day job, I recently went part-time to try to maintain a little balance amongst the chaos. I started to rattle off chores, making dinner plans for the week, exercise, grocery store run, laundry, life coordination for all of you offspring, packing soccer bags, planning around two soccer practices this afternoon. With great ambition, I added in some reading and writing, He did not allow that to pass by untouched. I could feel the attack festering. 
Why do you need to do that? Again, I took the bait. Because it's my creative outlet. That's not a thing. The go-to emotion for an Enneagram 1 is anger. I could feel myself migrate to this comfortable, albeit unhelpful, space. Breathe, I thought. He's five. I explained that, in fact, it is a thing. It's a very important thing that is sometimes not recognized or appreciated in our culture. But it's very much alive and crucial for people to live a well-balanced and peaceful existence. That, yes, many adults claim to not understand it or address it, But we all have areas in our life that can feel untapped, wasted, or off-kilter if we don't practice them. At this point, he had zoned me out and pivoted to appealing to the emotions. I listened to his feelings and we talked through it, but I left that conversation with a deeper reflection wondering how we all got to be where we are today. Yet another example, from later in the same week, of creativity without having to give a reason I decided that I would be changing my hair at my next appointment. I would be returning to fall red and gulp would return to the bangs. For context, the reader must be made aware that Alicia and I's bangs, bestie, yes, I must submit her to unprovoked ridicule alongside me, are often the topic when conversations of our preteen gawky stage are discussed. At the ages of 10 and 11, respectively, we each had cut a thick, straight bang and made a point to style said bangs into one tight curl that best resembles the shape of a mini Swiss cake roll and subsequently plaster said roll with one half a can of Aquanet hairspray. Legend has it, you could hang off monkey bars from the perfect curl shape of my bangs as the hook and the curl wouldn't crack. I've also returned to the bang a number of times in my adult years. Shockingly, I found the first year of motherhood and the first year after having my second child to be a brilliant time to bring him back. Let's complicate my life in the midst of chaos, shall we? However, it's now been a minute since I've rocked the bang, four years or so, because one would think I've learned my lesson. But you know what? I wanted the creative shift of a new coif, and boy, did I want that forehead accessory back. I arrived to my goddess of a hair colorist, sat down in her chair, and explained I wanted the bangs. She took a moment, then the experienced and thoughtful response. Are we going through something in our lives? As she calmly placed her hands on my shoulders. Hairstylists truly have heard it all. They should double major as a therapist and bill for two unique but combined visits. I belly laughed. Aren't we always? I mean, I dropped a butter knife from the top of the fridge onto my middle toe that morning. It had its own pulse that day and was swelling by the minute. I do have three children and had just spent the better part of a hurricane day with them as a highly sensitive individual who is easily overstimulated, but not going through anything world-rocking at the moment. Not that I know of. Oh, I did go through something. Something positive. I went to Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour. Ah, she responds as she plays with my half head of hair. Another lovely side effect of post-childbearing stage. The wizard that she is, my colorist walks me through her recommended version of the change that I wanted. 
She explains that the T-Swift straight thick bang would revert me back to the awkward preteen Swiss cake roll look due to something called my facial structure. I didn't really see the problem with this. As truth be told, I still think those bangs had an ass that wouldn't quit. She told me I was going for cowboy copper red tones and showed me a picture of the red and a calmer version of the T-Swift fringe. Perfect, I thought. I've known this woman long enough to trust her creative decisions on my behalf. She takes the unrealistic madness that I ramble off and weaves it into locks of gold every single time. Foil, shears, gloss come out. A couple hours later, I've been transformed from this to this. If you feel the before was better than the after, well, please refrain from commenting and also kindly leave. It's fun to return home with a new do ever since my husband heard Liz Gilbert mention, and I'm paraphrasing here. If your woman comes home with a totally new hairdo, be prepared because you're about to be dumped. With one swift change, see what I did there? I can usually evoke some emotion from the equanimities of his personality. And that's just plain fun. In all seriousness, the willingness to change hair style, color, cut up, is for me a piece of the formula that creates an interesting and curious life. It's a nudge to the individual to branch out, to get unstuck from the routine. It's a reminder every time we look in the mirror that we can be change makers and also simply playful again. What were the activities that you did or dreamed about as a child that you may no longer do? In between twice daily sessions in front of the bathroom mirror with the curling iron on level 10 for optimal bang rollage, I remember walking around my house in California with a notebook, begging my mom to critique my advanced reader copy of the first few chapters of my book, which, from memory, was an amateur version of the Babysitter's Club series. I could also be found observing the behaviors of our neighbor boy across the street with my little sister and documenting my findings in a journal. There are a plethora of unfinished diaries lying about, ranging from age 8 to now, describing in painful detail the events of band practice. Writing slash observing has clearly been a natural draw for me. What is it for you? And does it make you feel good to carve out the time and energy to contribute to your creative cause? Or do you feel guilty based on some societal standard or expectation that you should be producing, doing, developing something else? Do you feel you need to justify your artistic hobby or career? Do we think we should combine our creative efforts with the concept of work? How messy can it be to marry the two? Or is it best, as Liz Gilbert's told us in the past, to always maintain a separate job from our passion? Let us know in the comments. Speaking of creativity and doing things for the pure joy of it, we are loving Sandra Ann Miller's A Sassy Little Substack. She covers all topics surrounding this space with great humor and honesty. Check out her work. P.S. After referencing Liz twice in the above article, I received a notification that she is joining the Substack community. How exciting! Welcome, Liz. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Knock It Off. Hey, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, Before I skedaddle off to uh, catch a game, I'm going to catch another game on the pitch. Um, I just want to thank you again for taking the time. And if you're enjoying our content, 
Uh, please be sure to share our work with a friend that you think would enjoy it. And be sure you're subscribing to knockitoff.substack.com. We'll see you next week.